0: Hey, everybody, it's Mike Rickheim. Thanks for joining us for another edition of MADIV's Getting to Know podcast. Today, I'm joined by my friend and colleague, our VP of Total Rewards and HR Service Delivery, Ms. Nikki Goodstein. Nikki, thanks for joining us today.
1: And thanks for having
0: me. (laughs) We're excited to have you. Now, before we get into it, and I'm sure our listening audience is um, sitting on the edge of their seats wanting to get to know more about Nikki. And I would encourage our global audience to hang out and do that because this will be a fun discussion. But I also want to add a little bit of a heads up that this will be a more U.S.-centric type of message today because it's November. And what does that mean? That means we have open enrollment in the U.S., And as we've come together as one organization, things are going to be a little bit different than they normally are. And so we're going to take some time from Nikki to help explain some of that stuff. So just a warning there, but we'll start with getting to know Nikki. Nikki, what does it mean to be the VP of Total Awards and HR Service Delivery? It's a very fancy title that I have to admit, you know, I participated in giving you.
1: It is a long title and it just speaks probably to the diversity of my my role. Um, I have my hands in compensation globally, benefits, actually globally, but the U.S. takes up the bulk of the time, as well as HR systems and payroll for the U.S. So what it means is that my days are really busy and I'm in a lot of different kinds of meetings, putting puzzles together and solving problems, which is what I love to do.
0: So as a young girl growing up in New Jersey on the mean streets of New Jersey. uh, Is that what you thought you were going to be?
1: Absolutely not. Who knows what um, these words even mean when you're a little kid? No, I think when growing up, actually, I had aspirations. This might surprise you in the theater. I did a lot of theater. I did a lot of musicals, even though I can't sing nor dance very well, but I thought I could. So that was actually more of my aspirations and then in college I discovered that I was really good at math and I wanted to combine math and science and I wanted to be a weather girl. So no, these were not in my, this was not in my realm, but the math thing stuck with me and thus led me to compensation.
0: Gotcha. So, talk us through that journey then. So, you're, let's say you're, you know, 16, 17 ish, contemplating your future. You head off to the State University of New Jersey, right? Rutgers? Yes. Take us on a quick tour from there and how you got here.
1: So, when I started school, I really actually was minoring in theater and was majoring in math. And I thought really I was going to be a math teacher. But my father, who is an attorney and at the time was paying for my education and actually was a teacher putting himself through law school before he became an attorney said you are not going to be a teacher <laughs> you are, You need to do something else and so I started I left that path of being a teacher because of his influence and contemplated what else I could do and as I took more and more math courses I fell into statistics and I had the opportunity to take some grad school classes in statistics, and it really sparked my interest. And that's how I landed where I am today because you use a lot of statistical analysis in compensation work. And so that was one of the careers that was on the list of things um, as I graduated. But I really actually first started in financial consulting, which is how I got my benefits background as well. So work for a financial consulting firm doing, Financial consulting as a perquisite for top executives of all the companies in New Jersey. So I had to learn all their compensation and benefit programs in order to provide consulting. And also actually had to review their taxes, which were very interesting, and learned how to do my own taxes. So that was my learning ground, was the ACO Corporation, which is now owned by Goldman Sachs, before I ventured off from there.
0: That's great. I'd like to be clear that the Getting to Know podcast is pro-teacher. The world needs great teachers. I'm selfishly really glad you decided to take this this path. So
1: Both my parents were teachers um, and both were like, no, go do something else.
0: Excellent. So Nikki, you talked about compensation, benefits, payroll, HRIS. You've got a lot on your plate. Is there something you would describe as a major of those like what, what one do you feel most comfortable in? Have you played in the most?
1: My longest tenure is really around compensation. That's really where I started and I will say that I like I like playing in that space. but as I picked up benefits along the way and learned more about the value of benefits and wellness to the total rewards picture, that really is more personally, relevant to me is how to change that dynamic in companies, um, focusing on wellness and that's become more of a passion point versus compensation. I feel like I can do compensation and I'm comfortable there, but I love exploring the opportunities in the benefits and wellness realm.
0: Gotcha. So Nikki just joined legacy Nina in January of this year. And I'm curious, uh, as we've come together as one MADIV organization, doing what you do, bringing two organizations together, and actually, I guess I would argue three due to the you know fairly recent SCAPA acquisition on the legacy SWM side, is it really exciting to bring together all these different comp structures, benefits packages, and, and whatnot? Is it daunting? Is it a dream come true? Is it a pain in your ass? Is it all of these things? How how would you describe it?
1: Yes, D, all of the above. On any given day, yes, to any one of those questions. But really, it's exciting. The most that it is is exciting, which makes the other things like daunting and being a pain in the ass. Um, it diminishes those things because it is really exciting. It's exciting to have the opportunity to create, and exciting to. Learn about the business and meet the business where it is on what it needs to grow and mature as all the other aspects of MADIV are doing that as well. But to, to grow the compensation structure, to grow the benefits programs, to grow the HR systems and, and to enhance our, our payroll all as the company is growing and maturing as well. So it is daunting on some days, but it's always exciting.
0: As I mentioned earlier, it's November In the United States, that can mean only one thing, and that is open enrollment is upon us. Walk us through what's ahead from an enrollment standpoint.
1: Well, there is a lot ahead of us on that front. So first off, everyone needs to know that open enrollment in the U.S. opens on November 15th. The second most important thing you need to know besides that date is that it is an active open enrollment. So in prior years in all legacy companies, it was a passive enrollment, which meant that everything that you had could roll over to the next year, and you really didn't have to do anything unless you wanted to update any contributions you were making to pre-tax accounts like your health savings account or your flexible savings account. But this year, everyone in the US that chooses to be covered by our benefits is going to have an active enrollment which means you need to take action and in order to have benefits for 2023. So those are that's the highest priority.
0: And so open enrollment starts on the 15th so you can begin to take action on the 15th and you have through what what period of time to take action?
1: The 28th, through November 28th. So this can provide some really great Thanksgiving discussions on what your benefit elections might be for the coming year and you can Work that all out and make your elections by the 28th.
0: That's great. All right. Very important, those dates for all U.S.-based employees. What would you say our employees should expect? I mean, we're, we're coming together off of a whole bunch of different benefits platforms, right? How different will this package look for employees?
1: Everyone is going to experience a change. So no one's going to be left out from something changing. The... The interesting part is as much as our companies are similar in our, our business and, and in some of our customers, where we had an opportunity to be different on benefits, we chose to be different. So we have a lot of diversity and what we had the opportunity to do is working with our partners at MMA, we were able to really analyze the best of the best and bring it together for a whole new MADIV platform. And that's, um, that was exciting, go back to the word exciting. And it allowed us to deliver a really robust package for all employees. So everyone is going to experience a change and have decisions to make on their medical, dental, vision, life insurance, short-term disability, and savings accounts as well.
0: And those will all be different things that they actively enroll in between the 15th and 28th.
1: That is correct.
0: Gotcha. Now, obviously, Nikki, employee safety, I would argue, is the most important thing that we can do and emphasize as an employer. How do you view employee safety intersecting with wellness, which I think lives a lot in your world?
1: It does. Let me start a little bit with the background on wellness so that I can share with everyone what's happening on that front. Um, we are going to be introducing a new wellness program first in the U.S. and bringing it globally in 2023 on a platform called Health Check 360. And Health Check 360 is a destination where all employees will be able to go check out opportunities to learn more about living a, a well lifestyle. Things about nutrition, um, things about heart health and other disease management. And part of that platform, we are going to partner with our friends in EHS and provide programming also around safety. There'll be a blog and there'll also be videos and other opportunities for people to learn how to operate safely in their environment. So what I think really makes a difference for employees is that through wellness, you can have a healthy mind, healthy body, healthy financial outlook, all happening in a safe work environment And that's the goal, to combine all of those components together.
0: Is there a program that you would highlight as one that you're particularly excited about or proud of?
1: Yes. So we have several disease management programs that I think really, depending on the employee, can seek out. And what I love about the programs that we have is that you can seek them out on your own. So Hinge Health is a program around physical therapy, but you don't need to... Require physical therapy from an injury to use Hinge Health. So, a lot of employees who may have back issues or a shoulder ache can reach out to Hinge Health and go through a program with coaches to improve their flexibility, improve their approach to lifting, better ergonomics, and in a short time, a five to six week period, experience significant benefits to their own health and well being. That's one. The other one I would say is the Peloton program, which again, isn't just about the bike, but offers programs in exercise that you can adopt into your daily life to encourage exercise, more exercise and and more activity to also improve your health and well-being.
0: That's great. And I think when I first heard about Peloton, I assumed bike also, but there's a ton of different things uh, that you can get involved in on that Peloton app, which will be, I believe, free to our employees, right? Yes,
1: it is. Free to all employees.
0: That's great. It feels like the wellness landscape or the benefits landscape has changed a great deal or, or evolved in recent years. Would you agree with that?
1: I do. I think where wellness used to be about getting an annual physical and maybe doing some competitions, you know, amongst employees, they would have how many steps have you done or doing weight loss challenges. I really think it's broadened into something more holistic. First of all, over these past years with COVID, mental health has become more of an issue. And so the opportunities of wellness platforms to help people manage stress using some additional apps that we may be looking at offering like Calm and giving people an opportunity through those platforms to to better manage mental health is one aspect of it. And I also think through the pandemic, um, physical health has become another critical component that people realize that they could create capacity to focus on when they didn't think they had the capacity before. And so those are the two elements that we're really going to focus on, plus safety.
0: For all of those employees in the listening audience sitting outside the US, they're hanging with us, they're um, excited about what we're doing for their US employees around nutrition and heart health and disease and stress management and so forth, is there more on the way for them in the future?
1: Absolutely. Global employees should see the launch of Health Check 360 in their lives sometime in 2023. Don't want to commit to timing yet because I don't know exactly when we'll come up for air on some other initiatives, but certainly I'm hoping by the summer or fall of 2023, we'll be able to launch... Health Check 360, and they'll be able to participate in the programs that are offered on the platform as well.
0: That's great. That's great. So just closing off one last topic on on open enrollment, what would you advise is the best way for employees to be prepared for what's coming forth with, with open enrollment here shortly?
1: Great question. So two things. Make sure that you have a good understanding. Take Take an inventory for yourself and anybody that you're covering under the plan and do a self-evaluation and assessment of what your healthcare needs are. Because there's choices that you need to make on cost and coverage, it's important to know the number of prescriptions you may have on a regular basis or the number of doctor's visits that you plan on in the coming year. This will help you have those, that information handy so that you can then use the tool that's part of the platform, the Alex tool, which is kind of a, a Q&A that walks you through those types of questions where you'll have answers on your inventory and bring you to the best recommendation for the plan that will meet your needs um, as you are answering those questions It will co- help you with that answer.
0: That's great. Thank you, Nikki. So November 15th through the 28th, active enrollment. Make sure if you have questions, you hit your manager, you hit your HR business partner, you reach out to the, the Total Rewards team, make sure that you, you you get your questions answered so that you can get enrolled in time and set up your family and your loved ones for the right benefit opportunities.
1: Absolutely. And and there's will be a benefit service center eight hundred number that people can call as well, which is managed by our partner Empyrean, and they will um they'll also be able to answer questions as well.
0: Great, great. So Nikki, when you're not rolling out new benefits programs in our new combined organization. You're not doing the comp or HRS or payroll stuff that you do. Where do you spend your time?
1: <laughs> well, as you know, I have a little grandson who I adore. So any free time I have, I try and direct toward hanging out with Ben. And when that's not available, my husband and I like to go hiking. And I'm not quite a wine connoisseur, but I love learning about wine and tasting wine. So that's kind of a side hobby that I enjoy.
0: And Ben is not quite at a, at the age where he's drinking wine with you yet. Not right? yet.
1: He's, he's two and a half and a whole lot of cute and fun.
0: <laughs> so Ben is the offspring of one of your two sons. Is that right?
1: Yes. I have two boys, Jake and Eli, who turned out to be really good people. I'm really glad that I like them. I like to hang out with them. My older son, Jake, works for a robotics company. He's a former Navy veteran, so he served our country for six years and um, was a navigator of a destroyer, which is pretty cool. Living the military parent life was fun for six years, but I'm glad that I'm not doing it right now. And so he works for a robotics company, and my, my younger son is a journalist. And I'm lucky that they're both based here in Atlanta.
0: How long have you been in Atlanta? Did, did both boys essentially grow up here?
1: Yeah, we moved here in 96, right after the Olympics. So they, they did both grow up here and go to school here and sports and other fun things.
0: <laughs> so how often do you do you get a chance to see Ben and hang out with him?
1: Probably at least every other week. It's fun. And even if it's just for 10 or 15 minutes, it's always fun. He can't quite say my grandmother name, which is also fun because my grandmother name is Ani, but he calls me I. I don't and so I that's just stuck and I'm good with that.
0: (laughs) Whatever works. Yep. As we've come together, Nikki, what has been the most pleasant surprise for you?
1: I think two things. I I love just learning about business and the company. And I think being involved in the merger and getting to meet colleagues from all across the company has been a great just education on more about what Nina did and more about what SWM did to understand more about what MADIV is doing. So that's just for me on a personal level. And then on a, a professional level, I wouldn't say it was a surprise, but it's wonderful to have such a strong team. I have great people that have coalesced as to create my organization. And I feel really grateful that everyone is is on their game and really is passionate about what we're trying to do together. And that just, it, I wouldn't say it's a surprise, but it certainly is very pleasant.
0: <laughs> so you mentioned that legacy organizations had very, very different vendors and ways of doing things from a benefit standpoint. Would you say that's true from a employee dna standpoint are you finding more similarities than differences
1: definitely more similarities than differences i think everyone is passionate about what they're trying what their area of work is and what we're trying to accomplish i feel like everyone is trying to embrace what we need to do going forward and trying to understand actually that we need to operate differently i think that's something that is sometimes hard to realize that neither Neither company was doing anything particularly wrong or right. It's not about wrong or right. It's just that what is, to take the lens of what is Mative need and what's the best answer for Mative, And it might be a bit of both. It might be one or the other. And I really feel like people, you know, everyone's trying to make the right decision for Mative, And that's a good day when we're all thinking like that.
0: <laughs> yeah. It really is a cool opportunity in your world. I think it gets highlighted where the, the blank slate is an exciting thing. It's something that we can just begin to build out. So, you know, Nikki, I have regularly asked the guests of the Getting to Know podcast this question about a magic wand if they had to, to wave it around. It's particularly interesting with you because we refer to you lovingly as the whiz because you have a lot of answers around a lot of things. And so if you use that magic wand that we've done a little Photoshopping and put in your hand with that big pointy wizard hat and could wave it across the global mat of organization, how would you use it?
1: I would use it for technology. I think that our ability to be more effective resides in the tools in which we choose to use. And right now we don't have a lot of choices (laughs) to, um, on consistent tools. And I think we are, we have a, a big gap around data and being able to use information to great, to make great business decisions. And so that gap will continue until we can have a global HCM, a human capital management system, something that Brings us all together in one place that's a destination for employees and managers to understand their compensation, to go seek learning opportunities and development opportunities. Bringing that all together for MATIV globally will be a significant step in our growth and maturity as a global publicly traded company.
0: Nikki, if you go back to that bright eyed recent graduate of Rutgers and Could now, with the benefit of knowing all the things that you know and having the experiences that you have, could give some advice to that young person just getting out into the real world, what would that be? Take
1: chances and have no regrets. I think I've had the benefit of an amazing career because I've been willing to take opportunities that may not have been in my comfort zone and constantly be open to learning and learning new things and not having regrets because if you walk away from something and you learn something or you met some new people that become part of your cadre of of resources um, and friends, then you've definitely gained something even if it wasn't the perfect fit or opportunity for you. So that's what I would say. Take chances and don't have any regrets.
0: Great. Nikki, at the end of every Getting to Know podcast, there are three specific questions that we ask our guests. I'm going to add a fourth for you related to U.S. Open Enrollment, but first we're going to hit those three. So the first one is, what can always be found at all times in the Goodstein family refrigerator?
1: Cheese, (laughs) but not just any cheese, really good cheese.
0: What kind of cheese?
1: just really good cheeses. So we actually import a cheese from Vermont that we love where we buy a wheel twice a year. Um, That's this really special Vermont shepherd cheese. But we are always buying like really unique and interesting cheeses because we do our own wine and cheese tastings usually on Friday nights. And so we always have, we always have cheese, always.
0: Is it fair to assume there are no craft singles anywhere in your refrigerator?
1: (laughs) There are no craft singles. There might be sliced cheddar because my husband—that's my husband's go-to comfort cheese—but it's really good cheddar. It's like, it's like the the you know upscale sliced. Yeah, cheddar. isn't there
0: like a Vermont cheddar that's really good?
1: Yeah, yeah, there are there are a few that um, that he selects, and there's this really good. See now you're going to get me down a whole path, but there's this really good Boar's Head horseradish cheddar that everyone should at least try. It's delicious. <laughs>
0: All right. We'll check that out. Second question for you, Nikki. Amongst those who know you well, what would you say you're most famous for?
1: not really prepared for this question. Um, I really like to cook. I don't have a lot of time to do that lately, but I really like to cook. And so one of the things we do every year as a family is um, sometime between Christmas and New Year's, I do a low country boil. And that's definitely a family favorite. So I would say In my family, I'm known for that, and probably my bolognese sauce.
0: (laughs) All right, all right. Not something that you've brought in yet, so duly noted.
1: (laughs) No, not yet
0: (laughs) All right, last of these questions for you, and then one follow-up. What would you say you're most looking forward to right this very moment?
1: Well, I have a very packed November, so I'm looking forward to a few things. Um, My nephew's wedding is this weekend in New Jersey, so I can't wait to see family and have my family meet Ben, um, and so that's going to be fun. And then in a couple weeks, I have, I hate to say this out loud, my 40th high school reunion. So I'm looking forward to seeing friends I haven't seen in a very long time, and then We're going to Israel later also, and I have family in Israel that I haven't seen in a while. So I'm looking forward to that as well. So that's a lot. It's all happening very soon. So I'm looking forward to all of those things.
0: That's a lot to look forward to. Kind of a nice reward for what's been a great but crazy year, for sure. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) One last question for you, Nikki. So for our U.S.-based employees who will be participating in open enrollment, it's an active participation between November 15th and the 28th. If they have questions, they need more information, what is your advice?
1: First port of call would be the Benefit Service Center on the platform where they do enrollment. Second port of call would be their HR business partner locally who has all the information on the plans. And from there, the HR business partner can seek out guidance from the benefits team um, and me to help provide information back to the employee.
0: Excellent. So as opposed to my earlier advice around talk to your HR business partner or your manager, go to the benefits service center first and we'll get you all squared away. But don't feel like you're unsupported. There's lots of options to to find this information out.
1: Absolutely. And we know that there are going to be questions because everything's going to be new in some way for everyone. So the other thing I would say is please don't hesitate to reach out because we want you to be able to make the right decisions and we want all the employees to be as informed as possible to make those decisions. And so if you're wondering about something, don't hesitate, reach out and we will be um, replying in a timely manner accordingly.
0: Nikki, I um, appreciate you taking time out of your schedule for this. I, I know everyone's really busy and I acknowledge that at the end of these podcasts, you're one that I have a view into almost every day. And so I know how busy your schedule is doing all this stuff to bring this together. So I appreciate you taking time. And, and again, it is very timely with, with open enrollment upon us. So um, thank you very much.
1: Thank you. It was awesome to be
0: here. For those of you in the listening audience, thanks to you as well. And we'll talk to you again in two more weeks.